Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. People of the West are being told that Putin is so bad that nuclear war is a reasonable option to get rid of him. And if you think this may be true, I urge you first to take the time to watch Oliver Stone's interview with Vladimir Putin and see for yourself if this one man is worth starting a war over. The mainstream talking point is that Vladimir Putin is a killer because he was in the KGB. But what they won't tell you is that he resigned from the KGB because he did not agree with their methods. He described communism as a blind alley far away from the mainstream of civilization. He is a patriot of old Russia, the thousand-year melting pot of many cultures, and for his entire leadership has sought peace with NATO. For a brief moment, it looked as if President Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev were going to end the mutual assured destruction arms race between the two countries. But by the time Putin got a seat at the table, the mood had changed. Putin tells us that President Clinton tried persuading him to join the U.S. in leaving the anti-ballistic missile treaty of 1972, citing an ambiguous threat from Iran as an excuse. President Clinton... Putin suggested that if they were to abandon this foundation of arms control, then they should develop a new anti-ballistic agreement. В конечном итоге, как это не печально, наши партнеры от этого предложения отказались. Has been assisting the United States in the war against terror and has seen how the U.S. have been using terrorist groups against Russia. When U.S.-backed terrorists in Georgia attacked South Ossetia, Russia moved in to defend civilians and the American media spun it as if Russia was the aggressor. When an overwhelming majority of Crimeans voted to join Russia, the Western media spun it as if Russia had coerced them. In 2012, the U.S. State Department openly meddled in Russia's elections. And in 2014, they orchestrated a violent overthrow of the Ukrainian government in plain view. Early this year, the U.S. State Department threatened to shut down the Nord Stream pipeline. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Followed by President Biden. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. 
again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. And now it appears as if the U.S. has done it, as the State Department brags about it. While NATO desperately seeks world domination, the Russian foreign ministry has built an alliance with the majority of the world, an alliance backed by sound money that respects national sovereignty and strives for world peace. At this point, it seems fairly obvious that if Americans don't wake up to the fact that they are no longer the good guys, then they stand to lose all the freedoms that America used to stand for. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to this uh, incredibly dangerous platform, folks. It's so dangerous what I'm doing here. I just want you to know that I guess I'll just start with an apology. I want to preempt anything I might say on this show with a sincere apology to the worst people in the entire world. I don't know. I, I don't even want to get into what I was watching this morning that made me feel this way. But, you know, every once in a while, you cover all this stuff and you just think, there's no way. There's no way everybody can be as evil as they seem. Like, there's no way that this world that God created could have a plethora of people so sickeningly evil. And then you hear these people talk and you go, oh, right, no, yeah, these people that hate us, it's like being hated by a demon. It's like being hated by a rabid dog. It's like being hated by uh, a little pile of slime at the bottom of a sewer drain. (laughs) I just, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy that uh, I'm still here. It's crazy that uh, we're still on air. It's crazy the amount of tax attacks against us and viciousness and pettiness and hatefulness with which they're carried out. So I'd like to apologize to all the bad people out there, all the, all the people with ugly souls. I'm so sorry that you can't stop us. I'm so sorry that I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. And you can't do anything about it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you have to deal with people like me existing in the world that actually love humanity and want the truth to exist. I'm so sorry that this is so painful for you out there. You know who you are. And probably if you aren't the people I'm talking to, you probably know who I'm talking about. Those poor, innocent souls whose InfoWars very existence is a pain to them. It hurts them deep inside, and they lash out like little children, like little little petulant demon children. We're, we're, we have a lot to get into today, but I just thought, you know, I, I've just been watching some old clips. I won't get into it. I won't get into it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I've been watching. It's just I've been watching some old clips, and... It's, it's reinvigorated 
my desire to see these people go down in flames and to uh, rid the earth of them politically, right? Just to be gone with them, just do a service for all of humankind and be a, a bulwark against the petulant little rodents that are continually biting at our heels. You have to understand that the tactics that they use are configured in a way that would work against weak, pathetic people because they themselves are weak, pathetic people and they do things that they think would work because it would work against them. And I just want them to know that their tactics only make me want to double down. They only make me want to go even farther. They only want – they only make me want to be – more reckless and forthright about what I think. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. All right. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Screw the Daily Dispatch. Uh, what are you talking about? You know, yesterday the, uh, I, was, I was watching the, the live stream of the trial and it, and it went short. And so I, I needed my fix. And so I ended up watching uh, a bunch of videos of unrelated things from a few years ago. Uh, legal legal matters, and and uh, I'm talk. I can't tell you who I'm talking about. I've already said too much. I've already called them too many names. I can't tell you who I'm talking about now. Uh, but you know, just 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 weaselly stuff, just weaselly things. I don't know. I I'm, I'm trying to to toe a line you here. You were watching Harry Potter. <laughs> I was watching Harry Potter. Yeah, the the Slytherins. That's who I'm talking about. Hate them too. I'm talking about those those dang dirty Slytherins I'm from, a from House hater. Slytherin. Yeah, Gryffindor supremacy over here, but uh, but no, I was watching. I was watching old, you know, public things that are public on YouTube, old conversations between uh, people at this company and people not at this company who are trying to destroy this company. Long, uncut, legalized conversation that was taking place. Depositions, basically. I was watching depositions and. Uh, None of this, none of this, of, of court matters that have long since been settled, so this should have no effect on anything happening right now. Because like I said, the, the court case yesterday really wasn't – it was a bunch of back and forth between the lawyers about wording, and it wasn't, it wasn't interesting. So I, I went back in time and watched some old, some old depositions, and uh, just the, the – you know, when you, when you go after somebody – who's doing something wrong, you don't have to be tricky about it, right? You just go, you did this wrong, and this is wrong, and it's just very straightforward. But when you're trying to frame somebody who did something right and normal and upstanding, but you want to make them look bad, you have to, you have to be very weaselly. And so, you know, you just get this impression that it's the same, you know, the media. I'm, t- I'm talking about the media. I'm talking about the academics, you know, who, who study us, who are watching us right now, who are watching me and are like, oh, what is he really saying? Hmm, what, how, how, can I, how can I make this fit my perception, my preconceived notion of what they're saying? And, uh, you know, their, their whole intent and purpose is to essentially make it to where it's impossible for us to do what we do, which is so straightforward and so upfront. We print out the news, usually from mainstream, popular, in like 
just network sources, right, NBC, CNN, normal things. We print them out. We read them on air. We provide uh, our commentary, and we take calls from people who want us want to let us know what they think about the topic. And uh, and then there's like a million people out there, like at least a million, right? Tens of thousands. I don't know. I don't know what the whole what the what the total number of people whose like entire lives are revolve around like trying to stop us from doing this, but it's a lot. And they try to present it as something that it's not. So again, I you know I don't want to I don't want to get too much into it. We probably already spent too much time on it. I just I just felt the felt the need to explain that uh, I was just watching some things this morning, some long uncut legalized conversations uh, that left me with a with a rock in my boot. Left me just a little, a little pissed off at the fact that there are people out there that they aren't just out there. They like have power and are able to use their rhetorical manipulations to uh, try to destroy us. And if they can't destroy us, then they want to at least instill in us a fear that if we just keep speaking forthrightly and speaking from the heart and saying what we believe without taking into account their feelings about it, uh, that we're going to we're, you know, we're going to have to stop doing what we're doing. And essentially, they're trying to drive our audience away from us because our audience knows what we're about, knows like they come here because they know that they're going to get unfiltered straight up just reactions to what's going on in the world. And uh, if they can prevent us from doing that or from like they, they, what they want to do, they want to be the little devil sitting on our shoulder. They want us to constantly have in the back of our mind that, Oh, I, I, I better not say what I believe because you know, what if, uh, what if uh, something happened, you know, Oh no! I better not question the FBI. Ooh, I better not question the DOJ. I better not. I better not question anyone's story ever. And it's not going to happen again. This is not about what's happening right now. This is about something that has been settled long, long ago. But it's all this. It's all the same tactics. It's what the media does as well. It's the same reason why media matters and whatever weird leftist organizations have out there that watch InfoWars constantly and write articles taking what we say out of context in an effort to get into our mind. I'm letting everybody know right now, I'm purging all of those voices. We're going to get to the Daily Dispatch on the other side. We're going to take it to the globalists and defeat them. By the will of God, and by God working through you and your support, InfoWars continues to persevere against attacks never before seen in the Western world against independent media. Thanks for keeping me in the fight. And over the years, you have come to the table. You have stepped to the plate so many times and kept InfoWars and free speech on the air, and I thank you. But now, I have my own legal bills that have reached the point that I can't pay them, and I need your support. So if you want to keep this operation moving forward, if you want to back me in this fight against the globalists, please visit SaveInfoWars.com. And SaveInfoWars.com takes you to a URL at Give, Send, Go for direct Alex Jones Legal Defense Fund. This whole phase of their attacks, four years in the making, is almost over. And right at the end, we're not giving up, we're not giving in, but we could give out. 
So please, if you support what we're doing and want to fight for liberty and freedom and justice in the future, go to SaveInfoWars.com today. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity is still in the fight today because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Alright, folks, we'll focus. We'll get we'll get we'll crack down. We got plenty of news to talk about. Special guest coming in the third hour. I'll wait to I'll wait to tell you who it is. We'll tease you a little bit. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show as well. Just you know. Every once in a while, we need to be reinvigorated in this fight. And it comes in different forms. Sometimes you're reinvigorated when you see success and you see some victory achieved, when you see something you've done come to fruition. That can be very fulfilling and re-inspire you. Other times, it's seeing on full display the just sickening evil that we're up against. Sort of a flip side of the coin. Instead of seeing the victories... That we'd like to see. We see. We see the tactics. That are used. By evil people. To achieve victory. And that in itself is, has inspired me today. I'm feeling inspired. To defeat these people. And destroy them. And, and reconfirm once again. You know, restate. And, and you know, remind ourselves. That what we're up against. Is nothing less than. Evil in its most pure and concentrated form. We'll we'll get into all of it today. And there's a lot of examples today of of things to point to. Policies that have allowed the most horrific crimes you can imagine to take place. Other policies that are rapidly embroiling us in outright nuclear war. An exchange of weapons of mass destruction. The people carrying this out could not care less. You, me, we are all just fodder to them. Just... Something to be exploited and discarded when we're no longer useful. And again, sometimes, sometimes you need to be reminded of that. We've got plenty of reminders here. So let's get into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 6th of October, 2022. DOJ charges 11 pro-life protesters who aided and abetted one another. Now, quick little reminder here. There have been no less than 100 violent attacks on pregnancy centers and churches in this country. We'll show you the list a little bit later in the show. Not a single charge has come about from those. Firebombs, threatening 
graffiti, uh, destroying, you know, breaking into and destroying offices. Just, you know, actual physical violence from gangs of people who are well organized, who have sayings like this. If abortions aren't safe, you aren't either. And you see the same saying in different places or the same symbol spray painted in different places or the same you know, people with, with tattoos of Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Like it's these groups that are well organized, violently functioning, and continually outright attacking their political opponents. Not a single thing has been done about that. They haven't – it barely even makes the media. You have to go to the alternative media, places like InfoWars to even see that stuff is out there. But the FBI is sending SWAT team after SWAT team to raid the homes of – Catholic fathers of seven, protesters who are pro-life and protest outside of uh, abortion centers. That's what happened here. And this is all predicated on the Freedom of Access to Clinic uh, Entrances Act, which prohibits the obstruction of of entrance to an abortion facility. That's according to a summary of the indictment. Seven of the demonstrators were charged with conspiracy against rights. Secured by the freedom of access to clinic entrances, the remaining four were charged with violating the legislation. Pro-life activist A.J. Hurley told Live Action News that the FBI raided the home of Chester Gallagher, the organizer of the protest, and one of the accused conspirators on Tuesday with guns drawn. As if this guy's a terrorist, as if he's a white supremacist, domestic terrorist making a bomb in his basement. No, he's organized protest at abortion centers. And this all comes from... An event where they were standing on the steps of an abortion center. Uh, The police said you'll have to leave the property. When they didn't leave the property, uh, a few of them were arrested and charged with misdemeanor trespassing charges, which should be where it ends. That's what they were doing. They were trespassing on private land. They were perfectly capable of um, protesting on the sidewalk, although that's not really the case anymore because of this new legislation. I don't know. Maybe standing on a sidewalk and waving a sign is considered obstructing an entrance. So I don't know. But they were already charged with misdemeanor trespassing, and, and that was cleared up because that's all they were doing. They weren't throwing fireballs. They weren't – or you know, firebombs. They weren't throwing Molotov cocktails. They weren't spray-painting threatening messages or destroying anything at all. No, if they were doing that, I guess they'd get away with it. But because they stood outside of an abortion center, if convicted, those charged with conspiracy could face up to 11 years in prison and fines up to a quarter million dollars. The DOJ has confirmed. So this is what our government is engaged in. This is what they're prioritizing, not the terroristic activity, not the shocking growth of violent crime in cities around this country. No, it's the pro-life protesters that have to be dealt with, that the FBI is kicking down their door with guns drawn and hauling them away for upwards of a decade for daring to stand outside of an abortion clinic. What more is there to say about that? Nothing. So moving on, Zero Hedge has this article, U.S. buying $290 million worth of anti-radiation drugs for use in a nuclear emergency. See, this is their, this is their plan. Their plan is not to bring about an end to the conflict before nuclear weapons are exchanged. Their plan is to buy themselves a bunch of medicine for a nuclear emergency and to hide away in their deep underground military bunkers and uh, let us all get evaporated. While they plan to create the new world after it's it's Dr. Strangelove, pure and simple. Two hundred ninety million dollars seems like a lot because it is it's an unimaginable amount of money. But when you're talking about medicines that are priced this way, 
they're not buying medicine for everybody. You get that, right? They're not buying nuclear anti-radiation drugs for the whole country. No, they're buying it for themselves. <laughs> they're buying it for the government. They will survive the conflict that they created. Okay? Glad we covered that. We're going to cover this a lot more in the show as well. OPEC agrees to deep oil production cuts. Biden calls it short-sighted. And that's not all they've called it. They're essentially treating this as an act of war. They cut 2 million barrels per day of output, equal to 2% of the global supply, saying it was necessary to respond to rising interest rates in the West in a weaker global economy. And they were criticized, saying they're actually colluding with Russia, colluding with our enemies. It's a little confusing, I know. I know, I know. It gets a little confusing because on one hand, the people in power in this country are doing everything they can to destroy oil production, canceling the Keystone Pipeline, which, by the way, delivered just under a million dollar, a million barrels of oil per day it would have if they hadn't canceled it. So on one hand, they're shutting down oil, and that's good and loving, and it's because climate change, and they have to because they're saving the world. But when Saudi Arabia does something vaguely similar, it's an act of war. It's short-sighted. How dare they? See, it's the same action more or less, but it depends on whether it's – People in this country doing it or people in the Middle East doing it, it's entirely different reactions uh, from the people involved. It's pretty amazing. Of course, Biden calls it very short-sighted. You know it's not short-sighted? Releasing 10 million more oil barrels in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve after OPEC decision. See, they've uh, more or less drained the entire Strategic Petroleum Reserve that took decades to build up. They've burned it all in just a couple months because they want to drive prices down a little bit so that more people vote for them in the midterms because they're evil, because they're evil people that are destroying our country and are short-sighted to the maximum degree. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity is still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is InfoWars, The American Journal. We'll be taking your call today. We have a special guest in the third hour. Stay tuned for that. I was going to cover this story in the Daily Dispatch, but, you know, I think it deserves its own, it deserves its own segment. And we'll get into some other stuff as well here. It's another another day where I thought, you know, oh, there's not too many stories. I'll be able to spend a lot of time on certain stories. And then in the morning, it's just 
an absolute deluge. And I, I don't know how we're going to get to everything we need to, but we do need to spend some time on this one. Because again, it's, it's reflective of everything going on in our culture. It's reflective of the total collapse of the most basic standards of civilization or humanity itself. The story comes from Odessa here in Texas. Nursery intruder says die as he chokes and shakes a newborn, affidavit says. On Monday evening, the Odessa Police Department arrested an 18-year-old man who allegedly broke into the newborn nursery at Odessa Regional Medical Center and assaulted two infants along with a group of medical staff trying to help the babies. Now an affidavit has revealed new details about the event that led to the arrest of Marcus McCowan Jr. McCowan has been charged with two counts of attempted capital murder as well as assault, assault of a public servant, resisting arrest, attempting to take a weapon from an officer, criminal trespass, and possession of a controlled substance. An upstanding citizen, I'd say. According to the affidavit, around 6.30 p.m. on October 3rd, officers with the Odessa Police Department were called to ORMC, located at 520 E. East, uh, East 6th Street, after nurses called 911 and said a man was choking an infant. Officers arrived on the scene and after a brief scuffle in which McGowan tried to resist, placed him in handcuffs. Investigators in McGowan said as McCowan was being escorted away, he tried twice to take an officer's gun from his holster but was unsuccessful. Once McCowan was removed from the labor and delivery unit, investigators met with several nurses and a respiratory therapist to explain in detail what transpired. McCowan was visiting the hospital because his girlfriend was in labor. According to one nurse, McCowan approached her at the nurse's station and grabbed her arm and made an unintelligible statement. He was asked to leave the area, and the nurses said he began running back and forth in the hall. The nurses called McCowan's actions odd and unreasonable. But see, here's the problem, though. He's a black guy, so you can't call the cops on him until he starts choking the newborn. Then you can call the cops because he's actually committing a crime. But we know from experience, from many, many examples, that just because a black man is being offensive or strange or acting unreasonable, if you call the cops on him, you become an enemy of the state. You may lose your job. You'll certainly be profiled by the media. You'll be called a white supremacist who was trying to kill a man who would who hadn't done anything wrong. We see this time and time again. We saw it in New York with the dog walker in the park. She lost her job. She was like crying and groveling, apologizing because she called the cops on a black guy who had not yet been violent against her. So again, this is it's all it's all sort of a milieu of you know racist division being exploited to you know demonize people that are just doing what any normal person does, which is call the police when somebody is acting erratically and seems to be a danger to themselves or others. But people are more reticent to do that now because of the hyper-racialized coverage in the mainstream media. And so, I mean, I don't understand. If you have a guy who is like unintelligibly mumbling and like running up and down the hallways, why do you not call the cop? Why would you not call the cops at that point? Why would you not get that person out of the hospital where newborns are being delivered. I mean, why not, right? And the reason is because, well, you don't want to be racist, do you? You don't want to be a racist. So you, you just – you wait until the guy actually gets his hands on the babies. Then you call the cops, okay? Just make sure it's, it's safe. So yes, he was running back and forth down the hall. He then approached a new mom who was holding her newborn in a baby carrier while waiting to be discharged. The nurses said McCowan began focusing his attention on the newborn, but briefly walked away when the new mother moved her child from his line of sight. Like a racist. What, a black guy's looking at your baby so you hide him? 
when you're crossing the street, you, you cross the street and, and hold your purse close when you're crossing black. Like, what's wrong with you? You racist? Short time later, nurses said they heard stomping and then saw McCowan running towards them at full speed while yelling and screaming. McCowan then charged all three nurses and tried to enter the nursery, which was locked and inaccessible to the public. McCowan reportedly pushed one nurse to the ground while trying to break into the nursery. After an unsuccessful attempt to gain access, McCowan grabbed the newborn in the carrier from its mother and took the baby into the lactation room. A nurse followed McCowan inside and reportedly saw him with his hands around the baby's neck. Nurses said the infant's face changed color from lack of oxygen before they were able to wrestle the baby away and remove him from the lactation room. At that point, a respiratory therapist who heard yelling and came to investigate saw McGowan force his way into the nursery, this time successfully. The therapist ran into the nursery and saw McGowan grab another newborn and begin strangling her with both hands. According to the witness, McGowan then picked up the baby who had since turned blue by her neck and began to shake her. The therapist said McGowan said die to the infant and made a move as if he were going to throw her to the ground. The woman caught up to McGowan at this point and tried to slowly pull him to the ground in order to keep the child from falling. The therapist stayed with McGowan and the newborn, protecting her head in the process until help arrived. McGowan remained in the Ector County Law Enforcement Center as of Tuesday morning his bond had not yet been set although the rumors on twitter are that he's already out that he's bonded andy no has the story as well police in odessa texas arrested marcus mcgowan on october 3rd who allegedly assaulted hospital staff and strangled two newborn babies at odessa regional medical center the affidavit said both babies had turned blue from lack of oxygen responding police were then attacked by the suspect and again I don't know. I guess this is just the this is just the ones from uh, from that day. I was gonna say as a lengthy uh, you know rap sheet, but no, that's just that's just one day. That's just one day of activity. Gives you that rap sheet. Swords also a law and crime. Texas eighteen year old broke into hospital nursery said die as he strangled and shook newborn babies until they turned blue. You know, I don't even um, – yeah, I don't even know what to, uh, what to say about this. Like having had a baby not too long ago and <laughs> you know, still very good memory of what it was like uh, to be in there. Like there's a reason that we have the police. There's a reason that we have the Justice Department, and it's that so people don't have to take care of this type of stuff on their own. Uh, I, I can't imagine – I guess it puts you in, in kind of a crummy position because on one hand, you know that this guy is probably you know, – maybe he'll be convicted. He'll likely – you know, there will be some – well, the, the, the state will have to spend tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars defending this guy and getting him a lawyer. And then, you know, we may have an activist on the jury who, you know, he's just it was a mental health episode and he needs to be cared for. And so, you know, he may he may get off. He he may have likely, you know, already bail uh, bonded out. He may be out on the street, you know, as of as of this day. Let, let's see if that's true. Because I, I did hear that as a rumor. I want to see if there's any. uh information about it now because as of the time of those articles he was uh, still in prison because he hadn't yet made bail uh, but that doesn't mean he's he's not out already 
I'll take a look at that during the break and see if we can't uh, figure out whether he's actually still in prison or not. Yeah, Ian Miles Chong said they already let him go. So that was reported by him. You want to know one of the interesting things about this dirtbag? Oh, here it is. No, well, look, he was. He was released on a deferred payment plan, so he didn't even uh, cover the bond. He was released on a deferred payment plan, so maybe he'll pay later. So they let him out. They let him go. Go, go ahead, Matt. Well, what's your opinion on this? I don't know if any of you guys ever followed Devin Tracy. Oh, uh, yeah. Atheism is unstoppable. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a whole segment on the illiterati. And uh, the whole premise is that it's people who've got like uh, alliteration with their first and last name. Marcus McCowan is just like the most recent dirtbag and the string of people who are just the worst. That's, we need to pitch this to him. That's what it is. Those, He's it's an those unofficial damn, member it's those of the illiterati. Alliterative names. So he's out now. So uh, choked two babies, tried to kill two babies in a nursery, and uh, he's out with a deferred payment plan. Fantastic. Justice. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the Globalist own documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, five, ten, fifty, hundred dollars, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up, I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Okay. Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give crypto fun Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Okay. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know... I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep going. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection. Objection. All right, let's move on. No, I mean, and people care about the First Amendment. And- you're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. I'm trying to confirm that this guy was actually leased out on bail. Ian Miles Chong is usually a pretty good source for things like that. People are posting screenshots of charging documents that seem to show that he was released. But other places are reporting that 
still in jail on a $200,000 bond? Not really sure. But you know, you know, it's just it's uh, it's just one of those things, I guess. I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine uh, being the parent whose baby was put through this, and I can't imagine. I can't imagine then knowing that because this person did this to your baby. I mean, who knows what permanent damage it was. That you know, not only was I mean, this this story is two days old by this point. So not only is this not a national story causing outrage, totally un, like never heard of anything like this, completely insane. But of course it's buried because of the races of the victims and the attacker. So I can't imagine knowing that like this happens to your kid, that the media doesn't report on it. Nobody, you know, it doesn't become a big national story. Instead, he's a, he's arrested. Maybe he's let out. Maybe he's not. It's hard to it's hard to tell. I mean, I can't imagine knowing that this guy was just just out on the street. You know, two days later, just, ah, get out of here, you! Don't choke any more babies now, okay? I mean, I can't imagine. Uh, and then knowing that again, because he did this to your kid, like that, the, even just the the whole act of having a newborn baby is now just inalterably tainted and now like the first months of your child's life are going to have to be spent like giving depositions and going to a trial and like now it's just a part of their lives that they have to be intertwined with this guy it'll probably go on for months the innocence project will probably show up and start to defend him and he'll probably get millions of dollars probably has a GoFundMe already right like i just i can't imagine i can't imagine like the feelings of what the parents would want to do to this guy knowing full well that if they were to actually do anything, they themselves would be arrested and charged and probably sent to jail for their entire lives. They probably wouldn't even get bail, be considered a hate crime of some sort. And so, you know, you don't want to do that to your kid. You'd rather have your kid grow up with a father than not a father. So, you know, it's just it's a it's a very unbalanced system we're moving into where there is no justice. And even what is considered justice, if you're able to get it, if you're able to surmount and overcome the myriad of roadblocks that are being put in front of you in achieving justice these days with you know, prosecutors that won't charge crime, so crime rates are exploding, so the courts are packed, so they're constantly doing plea deals, so you never actually really get justice in the first place, and it takes forever even if you do get it. Even if you do get it, it's not going to be you know, what you'd want it to be. I mean, I don't know about you. <laughs> I'd tell you what I would want to do to a guy if uh, someone did this to my newborn baby. Like, still at the hospital. Like, within a few days of being born. This being done to your kid? I mean, I don't know, I don't know if anybody here is a fan of, like, medieval torture <laughs> methods. But they had some pretty good ones, I'll tell you. Some pretty effective ones. <laughs> Type of thing you'd like to see a guy like this subjected to. Breaking on the wheel comes to mind. <laughs> Not like the Iron Maiden, you know, where they close. Like that wasn't real. No, they had very sophisticated ways of making sure that people suffered the maximum amount before finally expiring. I just think, you know, or we could defund the police. I guess we could just defund the police and then let um, – maybe this guy needs a social worker instead. It's just – expect more stories like this. Like I don't know. Uh, this part hardly even made a splash in the 
like it's not anywhere on the mainstream media at all. So 99.999% of the American people hadn't, haven't even heard this story. I have no idea this is going on. And this is all by design. It's all just uh, in line with everything else happening in this country. And again, this is what I mean when I say like the, the people at the top, the people in authority, they're perfectly willing to make this sacrifice on your behalf, right? They're willing to have criminals on the street smashing people in the head with rocks, choking two-day-old babies in a nursery, shouting die and trying to throw it at the ground. Like all, all of this is just, you know, it's, it's just innocent bystanders getting caught up in the crossfire of this political movement of defund the police and reimagining justice. We're reimagining justice, and sure, your baby might have to be choke-slammed to the ground the day after she or he's born. Sure, maybe you know, walking through the subway uh, will be the last memory you ever have as you're pushed onto the train tracks. Sure, you know, sending your, your father to an old folks' home might mean that he's beaten within an inch to his life while hooked up to machines that help him breathe. I mean – are you saying that black lives matter? Are you saying the black lives don't matter, right? Are you saying that you don't want to reimagine justice? Uh, you're not a racist, are you? So just this is all just collateral damage to the movement that they're inflicting on us. It's not unexpected. It's not unpredictable. It's the only possible outcome when you demonize the police and make heroes out of criminals. I think there's going to be you think there's going to be more of this or less of this going into the future. I think we're going in the right direction or a negative direction. Do you think you could ever in the in the last I don't know, two decades find a similar circumstance but with the races reversed? <laughs> Maybe By the we, way, I, maybe I'm we sorry. wouldn't have heard about that one either. I don't know. I've been researching this dirtbag, and so I haven't been paying attention 100%, but I don't know. Did you read here that as they took him away, he tried to take the officer's gun from him, yeah. but was unsuccessful? Yeah. That's like, that's a death sentence, typically. That's a great way to get killed by a cop. Yeah, gosh, they should have let him do it, huh? Although, you know, again, it's like death, really? You're going to let this guy off that easy? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we do need to reimagine justice. You know, I'm in favor of reimagining justice. I want to reimagine it to like it was in, I don't know, I'll give you the late 1500s. <laughs> I think we should go back to that. I Only think, God forgives, right? You know, I just think like some sort of public thing. I, I don't know. We can all have a turn with the pliers, you know, something like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just saying. Or we could forgive him. Or we could forgive him. We could understand that he was going through a mental episode and he needs help. He needs medication. It's probably the education system's fault. Just incredible. And people are asking, like, how he even got in. Because I know where my baby was born it's like it's like getting into fort knox to get in where the babies are and thank god i mean that it really is like comforting because you have a newborn baby i mean it's the the craziest thing in the world and you know you just like hand them off to somebody who takes them to the nursery and like it's comforting to know like oh right you have to get buzzed in everybody gets buzzed in this guy got buzzed in because his girlfriend was giving birth at the time right people are like how did he get in it's like well because he was a father that was there to see his son 
being or his daughter being born. Uh, so they, they had to let him in. Of course, I think once you start rambling incoherently and running up and down the hallway and leering at you know babies, mothers with their baby, you know maybe you get them out of there. I don't know. But then again, you know if that happens, then then you're a racist and you get fired from your job. And the, the hospital has to deal with it. And there's protests where they're, you know, I can see it now, the Young Turks. A black man, a father waiting for his child was kicked out of this hospital by these racist nurses. Like you can see it right now, right? Like it's all, this is all part of the same milieu. And again, it's like, I don't know. I don't know the races of the babies that were uh, attacked. I can guess. I can, I can surmise Considering the fact that none of the stories even mention race, gives you a pretty good uh, idea of of what's in it. But it's like, is this helpful to the black community? <laughs> is this is this a good thing? The black community doing doing better these days now that so many wonderful liberals have taken up your cause, right? Have have dedicated themselves to to helping free the black community from the burden of police right and again the entire defund the police reimagine justice movement is predicated on the racialized perspective of the leftists so they you know use claims of racism they use examples of real racism in some cases to create this situation Uh, that's frankly just rapidly spiraling out of control and getting significantly worse on practically a daily basis. We'll get into the nuclear war stuff next. Okay, a bunch of good news. The happy sunshine hour continues on the other side. Stay tuned. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. Watching the American Journal. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So, very much to cover today for you. I think I will go to a video first, though. As this has been a long time coming. We showed the ad when it was first released several months ago. It's Tucker Carlson's new documentary. Clip number 13 here. It's one about, it's one about men. It came out yesterday, uh, Tucker Carl, Carlson Originals channel on the, the Fox 
news app, whatever it is. But it's a it's an awesome documentary. I was able to see it a little bit a little bit early because, well, a lot of the people involved are guests or even contributors to this show. I know Dan Lyman uh, was involved. I know Raw Egg Nationalist, one of our favorite guests, was involved in a lot of this as well. So again, this is just another example of these crazy th- ideas from Infowars breaking through to the mainstream and hopefully having some positive in- impact on the trajectory of our society. Here it is, the just a little, a little short segment of the Tucker Carlson original documentary that was released yesterday. Here it is. When the authorities stop doing their jobs, citizens have no choice but to fill the gap. No one in Washington seems interested at all in why testosterone levels are dropping. It's a joke to them. Just watch their reaction to the preview of this episode. I got to say, coming from a Fox News anchor, that is a refreshing and positive celebration of homoeroticism. Good for you, fellas. Good for you. Why are they all naked? This doesn't make any sense. Okay, this trip into Tuckum's dreamscape is absurd. I mean, testicle tanning? You can't watch that and not see how homoerotic it is. Some pretty blatant fascist posturing. So if men want to stay male, they must be fascists and also gay. That's what the media tells you. If you care about your health, if you want to stay fit, you must be a right-wing extremist because good people are fat and passive. This is a slur that is used to prevent healthy forms of male association so that even basic friendship is now suspect. Masculinity as a result has retreated into pathetic spaces like the man cave. So if you're a man and you want to get together to do anything other than watch a sports game and get intoxicated and eat wings with women with boobs hanging out, then you can do that. I call it bacon and boobies masculinity. That's the only permissible expression of masculinity. The recent attacks, these are coming regularly now from the the regime media, is going to the gym as far-right behavior. Physical culture is far-right behavior. Well-ordered, disciplined groups of men bound by friendship are dangerous precisely because of what they can do. They can upset the status quo just like that. A few hundred men can conquer an entire empire. So that's why they want you to be sick, depressed, and isolated. You want to demoralize the people. You want them emasculated. You want them to create no threat to the ruling regime. Brilliant and exactly right. And here just to put a little little bow on it, fun fact you might not have known from DejaRu22 on Twitter. Despite being just 5% of the global population, the USA consumes 65% of all the world's pharmaceutical drugs, more than the entire world combined. Wowzers. Two American women rank number one for heaviest drinkers worldwide. American men don't even crack the top ten. And I guess this is a multi-step process. I guess the first step is understanding that our lives are incredibly unhealthy mentally, physically, in a myriad of different ways, deeply, deeply sick. But that's just step one. Step two is figuring out that this is by design. Step two is understanding that this is all preventable, this is all reversible, and that it's all happening and increasing, happening at an increasing rate on purpose, by design, because the people in power want to remain in power and they don't want a bunch of strong, intelligent, upright, moral people to oppose them 
in their devious deeds. We'll get to step two on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, just like your health, just like your mental health, just like your physical health is being actively and purposefully damaged by the actions of those entrusted with the authority over our food systems and health systems. The entire economy of the world is being actively dismantled. And again, it's just the number of stories I have about this is uh, absolutely astonishing. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to, to put it. I mean, the crazy thing is, and I've, I've said it before, but like, if you're not watching this show, you you probably have no idea this is going on. Like, if you're not watching Infowars, if you're not doing your own research on this stuff like you actually have to go out and find these stories it's not being fed to you from the mainstream the mainstream media as we've explained many times is the hand of the beast that is there to calm you down and soothe you and tell you it's all fine it's all okay while the left hand is ripping your heart out (laughs) while it's still beating right so if you're not watching infowars if you're not reading Gateway Pundit or reading Breitbart or reading any of these alternative – like, and you can't even search for them on Google. They don't even show up on Google. So like, you have to actually go out and find this stuff or you have to tune into InfoWars. You go to InfoWars.com. You have to share these links around to people because they don't even know. I've, ha- I've had two conversations in the last three days with people that are not plugged in that have referenced a future recession as something that may happen or may not. We're in recession right now. Nobody's reporting it, and so it's not true to people outside of the realm of the real, right? Two, two different conversations where people said basically the same thing. They said, well, you know, we're not in a recession yet, but, but we may get into a deep recession soon. It's like, no, we are in a recession. By any definition used before this year, we are in a recession, 100%. By definition, like cut and dry, we are in a recession, and yet – how many conversations have you had? People going, well, you know, we might go to a recession soon. Like they have no idea. They don't know because they're lied to, because they're deceived, because the accurate information is hidden from them. Just take a look at energy and economy right now, okay? From Delta One on Twitter, September job cuts announced via U.S. employers 29,989 up 68% versus a year ago. 68% rise in job cuts over last September, a 46% rise in job cuts from last month. Okay. Challenger Gray, some cracks beginning to appear in U.S. labor market, U.S. housing, uh, hiring slowing, downsizing events are beginning to occur. Because we're in a recession. They just don't tell you it. Again, it's not, it's not weird to be in a recession. It's normal. It's not good, but it's not unexpected or something that you can't deal with you can't deal with it if you don't know that it's happening you can't react to it if it's being hidden from you it's not weird to be in a recession it's weird to be in a recession and have the entire media tell you that you're not it's very weird it's very weird for us in america to have a media that is completely disconnected from reality that's a new thing for us and we're still trying to figure out how to deal with it 
Add blue shortage, which we've been reporting on for, I don't know, two years here at InfoWars, sounding the alarm bells. I think Act Blue, the first time I mentioned it, was at least early 2021. It was probably earlier. Add blue shortage could bring trucking industry to screeching halt. Most people might not be familiar with the importance of Add Blue because you don't report on it, but our audience is. The InfoWars audience is perfectly familiar with the importance of Add Blue. That's why they want to destroy us, see, because we tell them things that you like to hide from them until it's too late to do anything, and then you come out and act like we're all just learning this. Okay. The liquid used in diesel vehicles to remove nitrogen oxides from exhaust to gas. However, it may soon be capturing more headlines as an AdBlue shortage could bring supply chains to a standstill, standstill, triggering an unwanted butterfly effect. So we're already having food shortages. We are certainly having fertilizer shortages. We have had and are going to continue to have a shortage of Add blue material. Now gas prices are massively rising. I mean, it's all coming down. It's all being done on purpose. Everything happening is the result of explicit policies by people that are still in power. Germany could go from industrial country to an industrial museum due to worsening energy crisis. Germany is at risk of going from an industrial country to an industrial museum due to federal government's energy policy, warned the president of the German Chemical Industry Association, Marcus Stielmann. According to him, Germany is at risk of frequent power shortages because renewable energy is insufficient to meet the country's energy needs. Pointing to wind power, he said Germany would need to build 10 wind turbines daily to implement their energy transition. But of course, every one of those needs 4,000 tons of steel. That's half an Eiffel Tower. That means five Eiffel Towers every day and that for the next eight years, which of course the building of those things costs so much carbon that if they were to run flawlessly for 18 years – It would only just then start to offset the carbon needed to produce them. So none of this is sustainable. None of it is good. None of it is helpful in any way at all. And it's not just that this country, Germany, is not able to uh, get the energy that they need, but also many of their – they've already disconnected their nuclear power plants, uh, willfully did this to themselves. But also some of the natural gas power plants – have announced that if they're forced to shut down, if they aren't able to get the natural gas they need, their shutdown will be by necessity permanent because you can't – you have to keep the, the workings of the power plant hot and warm and, and operating. Once it shuts down, it basically seizes together and doesn't work anymore. So you have to rebuild the entire thing. Again, being done on purpose by design. Germany decided to not tap its own natural gas, so it's getting it from Russia. America got into a war with Russia over Ukraine by design, on purpose. It was a choice they made. The sanctions are a choice they're making against Russia. To follow the World Economic Forum is a choice they're making to get rid of fossil fuels. To disable their nuclear power plants was a choice they made. None of this is just happening. It's all choices being made by the people in power. And the lack of energy and the collapse of industrial society in these countries is not an accident. It's the purpose of these programs. There is not any other purpose. I'll have you know. Just like they canceled the Keystone Pipeline for environmental reasons and then are mad that OPEC is you know, lowering the output by 2 million barrels a day. If it was about ecology, if it was about the environment, then you would be happy that they're – not producing two million dollars, uh, two million barrels a day, but it doesn't have to do with that. 
America needs to shut down. America needs to not be able to produce. America needs to be reliant on foreign powers. That's the purpose of these programs. Environment is just what they say to trick stupid people. Biden's energy policies are costing the U.S. economy $100 billion a year, according to a study. Uh, Biden and senior officials have repeatedly said that this year the U.S. is near record levels of domestic oil and gas production. According to a new study, however, that's eh, not exactly the case. Eh, not exactly the case. The USA would be producing between two and, mil- two and three million more barrels of oil a day, between 20 and, 30, uh, 20 and 25 more billion cubic feet of natural gas under the Trump policies. This translates into an economic loss, a tax on the American economy of roughly $100 billion a year. And guys, Ukraine needs that $100 billion, okay? We can't waste this. OPEC agrees to deep oil production cuts. Biden calls it short-sighted. Again, essentially saying, you're, you're consorting with our enemy. You're doing this to benefit Russia. Well, it wouldn't that matter that much if, like literally, it's the same amount that we would be producing today if they just had Trump's policies. If they just reverted to Trump policies, then this 2 million barrels a day that they're pumping out would be surpassed by what we'd be producing here. Plus the Keystone XL pipeline coming down from Canada would be another nearly million barrels a day. We're not doing that because of the policies of the Biden administration. So when OPEC does it, it's traitorous. They're siding with Russia. It's an attack on America. When Biden does it, it's good and loving and a Green New Deal. Wonderful. Of course, Biden calls that short-sighted while simultaneously releasing 10 million oil barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. 10 million. Incredible. We actually have a visualization of what short-sighted really looks like. You can see the uh, petroleum reserve here started in 1982, slowly built up over the next decade, remained stable through the 90s, and then in 2000, built up a little bit more, continued to rise, doing pretty well. So, you know, three decades it took to build this up, and in about four months it's been utterly and totally depleted the biggest sale of 2022 is now live it's only running in the last week of september and the first week of october dozens of our best-selling products are finally back in stock and they're 40 to 50 percent off across the board and the most important of them all is survival shield x3 all three types of the very best iodine documented to not just boost your libido, your stamina, your health, your energy, your cells, your immune system, but to overall give you more energy. It's the foundation of everything from energy to fertility. X3, 50% off, is finally back in stock exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. You've heard the callers. You've seen the rave reviews. Now experience X3 for yourself exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off. And while you're there, check out some of the other great products that are finally back in stock and massively discounted as well. Part of the Store Super Sale running for two weeks only. Again, X3 back in stock, 50% off. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year. And I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. It's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. 
You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Yes, it's true. Biden calls OPEC. Their production very short-sighted. Why he while he simultaneously empties out our strategic petroleum reserve. Why is he doing that? Well, he's doing it to keep gas prices down, so he can point and say, "Look, the gas prices. Sure, they've risen two dollars a gallon since I got into office, but they lowered three cents when I tapped into our strategic oil reserve." So Democrats, good vote for Democrats. It's all about using whatever. You know, power that they have or whatever, you know, uh, oil or just any any sort of commodity that they can get their hands on and burning it literally, right? Just lighting it on fire uh, and, and destroying it in a short-sighted attempt to mitigate their losses in the upcoming elections. It's outright evil. I mean they're they're literally destroying the entire country. I don't know how you can – not see this. I don't know how you can be okay with this. I don't know how they have so many people just blindly following what they're doing and believing that it's, it's all normal and fine and good and they're doing a good job. I mean, it's it's shocking the state that we're in. It really is. But of course, they tried everything they could to stop OPEC from lowering their output. Biden made a secret offer to buy, or t- to buy tons of OPEC oil at $80 a barrel in exchange for not gutting production but got rebuffed. Again, right, just, just willing to spend any amount of your money to not do w- what is normal and good for you, which would just be opening up American domestic production, $100 billion a year we could be making according to the recent study. Certainly, we could be producing at least as much as OPEC is lowering their production by, if not significantly more. And, you know, a lot of this oil that they're releasing from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is actually not even used in America. It's sold to pay people like China. Again, it's just, it's just open treason at this point. I mean, I, I really – really don't get why why we have to be the ones to talk about this in a perfect world there would be no need for info wars right the mainstream media would just report on this stuff like normal like in a way that just people can understand and then the people at large like the mass of the population would understand what's actually happening and hopefully respond and vote in a way that would reflect the reality and we'd be able to solve these problems that's not the case cases now that the media is these people the media is deeply involved in this they're in favor of the dehumanization depopulation program so they're helping it they're facilitating it so infowars is completely necessary we're the only ones really other than a few 
you know, online outlets here or there are the only ones that are actually telling you what's actually going on. Even though anybody can find this out, even though all the information is out there. Michael Searfit on Twitter says Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have delivered 830,000 barrels of oil to America per day and has given fewer oil and gas leases than any president since World War II. Now our country is left scrambling when OPEC announces they're cutting oil production. Well, you know, we have to defeat the big bad tyrant Putin. You know, he's an authoritarian. So, of course, we're going to do everything we can to enrich and empower the uh, despotic religious extremists in Saudi Arabia. Any of this make sense? Any of this lining up with reality or logic? No? Okay. Well, great. Moving on. Anidis will be able to shut off hot water tanks via Linky this winter. Here's what you need to know. Anidis will be able to deactivate the hot water tanks at lunchtime in order to limit the risk of power cuts. This is happening in France, I understand. An order is agitated some internet uh, believers, uh, users believing they are seeing daily power cuts between 11 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. coming. It's an order that was issued September 22nd. It authorizes managers of public electricity distribution networks to, quote, deactivate the closing of the controllable contact between 11 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. It is then specified that this daily deactivation cannot be longer than two hours and it, quote, begins before 2 p.m. Article 2 of the decree states that this deactivation must be effective at the earliest October 1st and the latest November 1st, 2022, and end at the earliest uh, April 15th, 2023, and at the latest May 2023. As soon as they become aware of it, the electricity supplier shall provide the customers concerned with the information mentioned in Article 3, the date of deactivation and time slot, and without this time limit notice, cannot be less than one week before the effective deactivation. So... Yes, it authorizes the public manager of electricity distribution network to deactivate the automatic switching on of equipment during peak hours at noon. Water heaters mainly are affected by this automatic engagement. So again, and just another story that we've been covering, mostly in Europe, of power companies or electronic companies being able to remotely access and deactivate your power. It happened also in Colorado earlier this year. Because you will own nothing and you will be happy. Again, none of this is necessary. None of this is the result of a natural disaster. It's all policy. They have put you in this position. Now they're taking advantage of this position to aggregate more power to themselves. You do not even own your own water heater anymore. It's controlled by some major corporation that's going to shut you off in favor of letting some you know, massive corporation continue to run their server farm or whatever. Right? N- none of it makes any sense. But it's all on purpose. Yellen to announce the first billion-dollar treasury loan for multilateral clean technology fund. Oh, okay, good. Oh, well, great. Then everything's solved, I think. No, that's wonderful. I think that's it. I think, uh, I think we've done it. Thank you so much, Yellen. Wow. I mean you did get us into this situation. You are the one who is responsible for the inflation that we see right now that's making things unaffordable, including energy and electricity. I mean that was your desired outcome that you were in favor of and when people warned you that this was not going to be good. You told them to shut up and told them to not worry about it and told them you weren't going to do anything until maybe it got worse because inflation was transitory. Remember? Do you remember you saying that? you remember when you did that, all of that? Well, now they're taking that situation they've created to just write a billion-dollar check uh, for themselves out of thin air. So it'll be laundered off to some you know, so-called climate thing. They'll claim that – you know, by, by, you know, 
This isn't even Ukraine. No, that's where the other billions of dollars are going. No, this one will be going to South Africa, India, Indonesia, and the Philippines. It was uh, announced at a speech at the Center for Global Development ahead of next week's annual meeting of the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. You know, the good guys that love us. You know, the ones in charge of everything that make all the decisions that are causing this collapse. <laughs> they just get together. They're not elected. They're, they're, just, they're just our nobles. They're just our elite. They're just our aristocracy, unquestionable, unbounded, unlimited, unlimited by reality or you know, actually the existence of real money. Just complete fiat existence that we're in. Some of the things that they'll be spending money on are things like uh, electric vehicles. Unfortunately for them, electric vehicles suck. EV Hummer takes four days to fully charge and leaves a man stranded in traffic with less than 250 miles on the odometer. This is the new GMC EV Hummer. Four days to charge. I filled up my gas tank this morning in about four minutes. But no, uh, it's great. It's fine. It's wonderful. It's good. If you don't think all of this collapse is wonderful and good, you're a terrorist and the FBI will be knocking on your door. Okay, It's the new world. Get used to it. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the globalist stone documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, $5, dollars $100, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up. I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. going to talk about more, you know, policy, more policies that the United States and our so-called leaders, the occupied government is pursuing. Covered this pretty extensively in the Daily Dispatch, but here it is again. DOJ charges 11 pro-life protesters aided and abetted by one another. They were in violation of the freedom of access to clinic entrances. See, if you want to firebomb a church if you want to you know spray paint a, a threat on the side of a pro-life pregnancy center there's no special protection that stops you churches aren't the sacred places in this country anymore it's the abortion centers they have an extra protection because what they're involved in is a sacrament in our new satanic state religion So 11 pro, pro-life activists – thank you. 11 pro-life activists have been charged with violating federal law. They face over a decade in prison if convicted. 
What is their great crime? They stood outside of an abortion clinic. So, you know, they made it uh, slightly more difficult for somebody to get into the building. They had to go around the protesters. See, so 10 years in prison now. Yeah, fathers, mothers, people with children have their homes raided by FBI SWAT teams with guns drawn over this, over this. Of course, we know we reported on the story last week, father of seven was hauled away in handcuffs while the FBI pointed guns at he and his family because he got into a shoving match with a guy who was verbally berating and assaulting his 12-year-old son. He also faces a decade in prison. I don't know how long we can put up with this, but it doesn't seem like anybody in power is doing anything to stop it. Just incredible. Again, they were already charged. They were escorted away to jail by police on misdemeanor trespassing charges because that's what they were doing. It was a minor trespassing event, but now they have this extra protection. It's a sacred site in our new American religion, so it's not just a crime. It's blasphemy they're committing, and so they may have to go to jail for a decade. They may have to have literally you know, a large portion of their life consigned to living in a concrete box with a bunch of criminals and rapists and murderers because they stood outside of an abortion clinic. This is how our FBI is behaving. This is what they're focusing on. This is their priority, and it all comes from the very top. And, of course, they're supported and facilitated in this by the mainstream media. From the DailySignal.com, DOJ sought to intimidate pro-life people. Well, yeah, no duh. What, are you going to go protest an abortion clinic now? You might face a decade in prison. Of course that's what this is all about. Of course this is about contracting and restricting your ability to express your First Amendment rights. If you don't agree with the government, if you aren't on the side of the narrative – You don't have rights anymore. If you want to protest for abortion, you can burn things down. You can attack people. You can spray paint things. You can harass people and intimidate people all you want. No problem. You don't – I mean again, it's not a a one-to-one comparison. It's not like we protest and get in trouble. They protest and don't get in trouble. No, we protest and get sent to jail for 10 years. They burn things down and don't even get investigated. Not exactly apples and oranges here. More like apples and a hand grenade. Peter Breen, an attorney with the Thomas More Society representing uh, Hook, the – Mark Hook, the father of seven who was arrested, told the Daily Signal in phone interviews that the Justice Department sent 20-plus heavily armed federal agents with shields and long guns to arrest Hook in late September to, quote, intimidate pro-life people and people of faith. Of course. What else? You think they actually thought that this guy was a danger? You think they actually were like, well, we better better take 20 agents and long guns because this father of seven might actually be a Dr. Evil? No, they know exactly what they're doing. They know that this guy is not a threat. They are perfectly aware of what they're doing. They know that pro-life people are not domestic terrorists. They aren't gang members. It's not dangerous. They're doing it for a show. They're doing it to make sure all the other pro-life protesters get the message of what's going to be done to them if they continue to have such inopportune opinions. From Andy No, an indigenous-owned cafe in Portland, Oregon, scheduled to host a, quote, coffee with a cop community event was smashed and sprayed with paint everywhere. We actually have this on video, the outcome of it, the destroyed cafe. Clip number three, if we want to roll that as B-roll. Uh, 
So it's, a, again, an indigenously owned uh, coffee shop. They were having a Coffee with a Cop community event, and they were their store was smashed up and sprayed with paint everywhere by six, six masked assailants using hammers and crowbars. Antifa are celebrating the attack on social media. So again, we know from the FBI, from their own words, they say we do not track Antifa violence. We don't do it. We don't even pay attention to it. It's not in our purview. We know, of course, the Oregon local police don't do anything of the sort. And you see this small business completely destroyed by a mob of politically aligned terrorists, domestic terrorists. Six people in masks with weapons breaking into a store and smashing it up. While the FBI raids the homes of pro-life protesters for standing in front of uh, buildings. This is the dichotomy. This is the landscape that we're moving into. And we can go on about this, but this is just what Antifa does. Why wouldn't they? It works every time. Remember earlier this year when – maybe been last year when Andy No wrote a book and it was going to be sold at a bookshop in Portland and Antifa attacked the bookshop and intimidated them and forced them to not – carry the book anymore and they weren't punished they weren't charged with terrorism it's literally what it is do what we want or we will attack you silence our political enemies or we will destroy your business and the business has to capitulate because the police won't stop them from doing it it's terrorism this is terrorism open blatant domestic terrorism now of course people are taking account of this catholic news agency has a tracker of pro-abortion attacks on the u.s a spate of attacks on churches, homes, pregnancy centers. Here's just a just a list. In total, there have been at least 98. 32 churches have been attacked. 54 pregnancy centers have been attacked. Maternity homes, one has been attacked. Political organizations, three of them have been attacked. Six billboards or ads have been vandalized and disfigured. Political figures, at least one has been attacked. And memorials, one of them has been attacked. So... In this count, just under 100, but I'd say it's probably a little bit more here. You can see it spreads the entire country. But, of course, pregnancy, you know, pro-life centers, pregnancy centers that actually help mothers by giving them resources that they need to be the best parent they can be, they don't have the protection of the FACE Act, the federal, the federal access to you know, ceremonial extinction places they don't get they don't get the special protection u.s catholic bishops have doc- documented more than 100 church attacks since 2020 and are pleading for an end to the violence pro-life pro-life centers are uh pregnancy centers are under attack this from the blog life's worth living 66 percent of moms facing unexpected pregnancies said they would prefer to choose life if the circumstances were different Pro-life pregnancy centers like the one Cassie and Serena visited are helping moms at every stage of their pregnancy find hope, guidance, sustained support, and security. See, but they're not they're not uh, murdering babies, so they don't get protection. And you can see here the actual you know attacks that they're under. There have been over thirty in just just in the month of June of this year. Several pregnancy centers in Michigan were attacked in the span of just three days. Earlier this summer, and again, you can just see the endless examples of you know places being set on fire, massive, uh, in many cases, violent or threatening graffiti. 
Is it is it is it making sense yet? Is any of this coming together? We are occupied by a satanic cabal doing everything they can to destroy this country. One of the ways that your audience you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum. Right. Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto. Fund Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks. Yes, it's true that the InfoWars mentality is spreading, that the things that we have taught for so long and talked about for so long are slowly but surely breaking through the mainstream as the complete insanity of the globalists is becoming incontrovertible at this point no longer possible to ignore which is a good thing and of course it is the real reason why they're trying to destroy us in every possible way including hacking into our you know internal servers and releasing it to leftist news outlets try to cause internal division here which we all literally just laugh at But again, it's not enough that people come to the realization that all of their food is poisoned and there's poison in the tap water and they're spraying heavy metals in the sky that are poisoning literally everything and that the scams that they're pulling on with the excuse of climate change are doing more damage than doing nothing at all would achieve. I mean it's it's not enough that you realize these things are happening. You have to realize – that it's happening on purpose, and you really have to realize that it's the culmination of a decades, if not century-long plan that's being carried out. And we have all the documents, and we can show you all the videos, and you can go to Infowars.com or Band.video and watch 100 years' worth of Rockefeller Foundation 
and Federal Reserve and all of these private organizations engaged in this stuff, and they used to be quite open about what they were involved in because back then they had total and complete control over the mainstream media or media at all. So you know the best you could do is try to hand out newsletters that are on your block or something, and then the internet came along and opened up the door to people like Alex Jones and AM radio came along, people like Rush Limbaugh, and, and suddenly this stuff began to be exposed. They had to be a little bit quieter and a little bit more roundabout for their actual intentions, but they've already told us everything. We already know all of this is taking place. So it's not enough that you realize that it's happening. You have to realize that it's on purpose, and you have to realize that it's not new. These are the things that InfoWars hopefully is trying to convey to people, and every day there is just an overwhelming amount of evidence that all of this is absolutely true. And there used to be a time when... You know, people would say, you work for Alex Jones. Do you believe everything he says? And it's like, what? What type of thing to add? What type of question is that? Like, so you believe all that? Like, what are you talking about? Do I believe all that? What are you talking about? <laughs> He's a human being with a million different beliefs. I agree with most of them. Maybe I don't. And like, you know, that's, that's a normal answer. Now the answer is yes. Now the answer is, oh, do I believe all of it? Yeah, absolutely. It's all true. It's all 100% true. All of it. 100% all of it is true. All of it's worse than Alex Jones says, actually. So again, all of this is just to say there's a reason they're trying to destroy us, and there's a reason they can't. The reason they're trying to destroy us is because we've exposed this stuff. The reason they can't is because you recognize the work that we do, and you support us because of it. Please continue to do that. We'll continue to do our, our part. We'll continue to take the slings and arrows. We'll continue to batter down the walls of the globalist fortress, but we need your help to do it. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Take advantage of the super sale. Massive discounts up to 50% off just about everything in the store, plus two times Patriot points. We make it so easy for you to support us, so easy for you to share these links. We will take this burden on. All we ask is that you show us some support by going to InfoWarsStore.com, and we will continue this mission to save humanity from the grasp of these globalist criminals. Speaking of stories in InfoWars. Ex-Hunter Biden business partner strongly believes laptop suppression swayed election. That probably did. Certainly was the point. Whether they were successful in that, it's hard to say. Tony Bobulinski, former business associate of President Biden's troubled son Hunter, strongly believes that the FBI's handling of the infamous Hunter Biden laptop swayed the election. And of course it did. Of course it did. And of course the FBI has this MO. This is their modus operandi. This is what they – Engage in. They claim that they're launching an investigation. They confiscate all of the evidence. They bury it, lose it, censor it, and then it goes away. This is what they do. A good example of this is, as reported by New York or, uh, reported by Infowars, New York Times right-wing conspiracy theory comes true in less than 24 hours. And this is what I mean when they say right-wing conspiracy theory. You can just read. You can just replace those words with. Something that is totally true, something that is accurate and unbiased and real. <laughs> okay, That's what they mean when they say right-wing conspiracy theory. It's something that is true that they haven't admitted to yet. This conspiracy theory in particular was about the election company Koenig, which they had written an article in the New York Times the day before saying this is a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist. Why are they targeting this person? And then the very next day, the CEO is arrested for exactly what was being reported. That's how it works. This is how it goes, okay? Last month, True the Vote was sued by a Michigan election company for defaming them 
And then their CEO got arrested for doing the thing that they said they were doing. They were arrested for storing election data on a server in China. But this is where this story gets really interesting. From kenikoa.substack.com, FBI conceals Chinese infiltration of U.S. election software. Again, this is where we we tie this all in together. Tony Bobulinski, the style that they operate. And it's just worth noting, I think the most telling thing about the Tony Bobulinski event that happened during the election last year was when he came out and said what he knew to be true, that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were collaborating on Hunter Biden's businesses in order to enrich themselves at the expense of America and cooperating with the Chinese government. The FBI attacked him. The media certainly attacked him. And even when he gave his press conference as an American citizen, putting himself at risk and in the public eye to expose corruption at the highest levels, the only question the media had for him is who's putting you up to this? Who paid for your flight here? Right? Because they're all in it together in this despicable satanic cabal that we call the American government, the world government, the global government, the World Economic Forum controlled mafia. Listen to this. FBI conceals Chinese infiltration of U.S. election software. So same story we were just covering. In a live chat released on Monday, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips appeared together on truthevote.locals.com to discuss their 15-month involvement with what was characterized to them as a counterintelligence operation with the Federal Bureau of Investigation into American election company Konek Incorporated. Konek, based out of East Lansing, Michigan, builds software to manage poll workers, poll locations, campaign assets, and supplies necessary to run elections in the United States, Canada, and Australia. In January of 2021, Phillips said that the cyber analyst he'd been working on encountered an oddity in some URLs, such as vote4la.com, vote4detroit.com, vote4boston.com, which Konek's poll chief software application used to gather personally identifying information about poll workers. Using Binary Edge, a software product companies used to identify and assess risk to cyber breaches they began to look at the urls and found that they resolved in china that's what they wrote about and they uh, decided when they discovered this that this represented a major national security risk and so they did the right thing they did the responsible thing for a citizen of the united states and took the uh, information to the fbi what do you think the fbi did about it What do you think happens when an American citizen sees something wrong, sees a matter of national security being affected, and goes to the FBI with this information? Do you think they're rewarded? Do you think they're celebrated? Do you think the information is taken care of? Don't be naive. When Engelbrecht and Philip took this information to the FBI, the FBI, quote, said the information was forwarded to their counterintelligence operation and a counterintelligence op was opened in February or January of 2021. Phillips described how he and Engelbrecht play an active, played an active role in the FBI's operation, saying, quote, they engaged us in the operation. They were communicating with us on a regular basis. They were communicating with Catherine regarding communications with the target, and this went on for approximately 15 months. Philip and Engelbrecht noted that the field office they worked with for those 15 months was legitimate and not political law enforcement. These were legitimate people, they said, who believed the software posed a national security risk to the people of America and were working to try to stop it. The focus point we always need to remove this software from the election. But taking a step further, there were a lot of other concerns that the Bureau had. FBI agents indicated to Connick uh, had already been on their radar and that there were lots of other problems with the U.S. election company, including banking issues. In April 2022, Engelbrecht received a call from one of the FBI agents who informed her that the FBI's D.C. headquarters was now involved in the 
investigation. Engelbrecht described how everything changed after this call. As soon as the D.C. Bureau got involved, everything changed. There was no more goodwill. There was no more let's work together. The script had been flipped, and now we were the target, she said. That was a very disturbing call. The agent informed Engelbrecht that two women at the FBI's headquarters believed Phillips and Engelbrecht were in the wrong for doing this and that the D.C. office was now trying to figure out how you guys broke the law to find all of this. Again, they find information that is actually pertinent to national security. They bring it to the FBI, and the FBI starts looking around to try to find what they could stick the whistleblowers with as a crime to stop them from investigating and to stop this from getting out. Which, of course, we didn't, but that's kind of their M.O. They were going to try to pin something on us, and today you can pick your headlines about how the FBI has done this time and time again. We're at war with our own government, folks. The U.S. government has declared war on its own people. It's just a matter of waking up to this reality and do something about it. We'll be back on the other side. The biggest sale of 2022 is now live exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. The InfoWars Store Super Sale is now live. 40 to 50% off. Bare minimum, 40% off. Many of the products, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The most exciting of all these incredible products is X3. All three of the very best types of iodine that are natural and pure that actually get into your cells are in X3. The deep earth crystal iodine and two other types to maximize full absorption. This really is the missing link. X3 sold out for a long time. is finally back in stock. Available at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Now, it takes a few weeks for this high-quality iodine to kick in, but almost everybody after that feels the effects. It's not just for your immune system, but it's for your energy and so much more. X3 back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off.